Sign up for the banking app that does more than send and receive money. Oro Cash is the online bank tailored to deliver financial services designed for black families, black businesses, and black communities. Sign up at Oro.fund. If you want to get rich, go alone. If you want to build wealth, go with Oro. Welcome to Captains and Majors. This is Fred Bugsy Bugsy. You know what? I'm here with HBCU's game day, Jacoby Simmons. On this special episode, we're going to be talking about the state of HBCU sports and HBCU college football. What's happening? How you doing? It's my pleasure meeting you. Seem like I know you, man. You like family to me, man. So, <laughs> you know, you say we're all related, right? I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing amazing. I'm great, man. I'm, I'm enjoying... Uh... Being here today was a beautiful day, and it's always a great day to talk about HBCUs. I'm, I'm noticing now, let's say over the last 10, 15 years, a renewed interest in uh, HBCU basketball. The, the only time they would talk about HBCU basketball up north was either on the Tom Joyner morning show or mm-hmm. if you had family from the south and you knew about it or you had folks that graduated from HBCU and homecoming was was happening. And maybe you didn't go to Howard. Uh, maybe you didn't go to Florida. But you made sure you was there for the parties. Now it's on the lips of everyone. As a matter of fact, uh, on the weekends, it's on a couple of couple of channels. A couple of incredible football games have been played over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Fayetteville and a few others. Um, how, how do you feel about this renewed interest or the expanded interest in HBCU? I mean, I love it. You know, like, um, I come from that, you know, and I think people mistake or don't realize how much love for HBCUs is in the North. Like, I went to Cheney University, the first, and I like to say the living legend. And um, a lot of my friends were from New York or North Jersey. And and then also the the love of those HBCUs, not just the parties, but the athletics. Always, if you're from Philly... You talked about uh, HBCU basketball because you talked about Cheney and Lincoln or Morgan State. And and everybody knows the MEAC has great basketball. And it was a time when uh, Philly, when Cheney uh, had great basketball. So I love now that that we have this this expanded um, interest in HBCUs because everybody everybody knows John Cheney, right? Right, right. Where do you you know him from? That's right. You know him from the professional side, right? Yeah, at Temple. Yeah, remember, yeah, right? Yeah. He, he got his. He started and took Cheney to the Final Four in the eighties, and Vivian Stringer. Yeah, she coached she at Cheney University. Yes, yeah, she did. And she coached the only HBCU to go to a Division One finals was Cheney University women's team in eighty two or eighty four. Right. You know, you reminded me of that. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because now so we hear now, a lot about Vivian Stringer. Sometimes it gets muddled in with her with the accomplishments that she had. You forgot yeah. about that, how incredible that was when she did that, when that happened. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful experience to have, you know, uh, um, 
people get to acknowledge and recognize because HBCU sports has been integral in college sports and also has some great things. But to have people acknowledge or recognize or be a part of that are outside of the normal conversations is amazing. And I think that now you have more and more athletes coming from uh, HBCU colleges going into the NFL now. So that's that's a big that's a big side of it, too. Don't you think? Yeah, well, they talk about them now. See, they yeah, didn't talk yeah. about them then. Right. Like when you talk about Jerry Rice, you don't talk about Mississippi Valley State. You talk about Jerry White Rice in the 49ers. Yes. Yeah. When you talk about Walter Payton. Right. You know, right. Jackson it's, State. It's Walter but, Payton and the Chicago and the Chicago Chicago Bears. Yeah. One of the best linebackers. Shaq, right. uh what's I think his last name's Leonard. He plays for the Colts right now. Right, right. Went to small little South Carolina State. So Tyreek Cohen. You know, like they were in the league, but you always talk about their pro teams. You never acknowledge the factories or the or the institutions that brought them there. Talking you know? to talking to the homie Jacoby Simmons of HBCU Game Day. You think with all this the talk and this interest now, and, and I, I I think the internet has really helped to further the message because there are a lot of kids in areas like New York that didn't know about HBCU colleges until they were ready to graduate from high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they took that HBCU tour that you think now with the interest that it's going to help with the funding of some of these HBCU football programs so that the, these schools will have some of what the other schools have. You know, I know um, the other week, uh, uh, the Jackson State, Deion Sanders was talking about what other colleges have that he don't have there at Jackson State. Yeah, well, there's a lot to that, and people don't talk about that as much also. What's right? that? Because you have, like, there's not as many private HBCUs. So you got to think about where HBCUs come from. Then you start thinking about the funding and then all the things that play around to it, like the politics in it. Mm. So most of the HBCUs started in the early 1900s or late 1800s. Um, they were land-grant institutions. So when they freed the slaves, they had to figure out something to do with them. So then they created these land-grant um universities to educate them and that's why if you look at them a lot of them started as teacher colleges or mm -hmm. agricultural and technical colleges and so now what you what you see and, and you see like Cheney University sued the state the the schools in um Morgan State I believe Bowie State they sued the state Bowie for state. underfunding right. so so when you see those kind of things happening you realize that the underfunding sometimes isn't um was intentional and then you look at the other parts of the other funding, like a lot of times we as as a people, um, we black people, fund, we don't fund our own. Now, nah, we try some, at some point. Right. Okay. But we don't have a large our tax base. Like oh, if you look at people who graduate from PWIs, predominantly white institutions and then historically black institutions and look at the money, calculate their earnings. Right. There'd be a gap there. Right. So when you're talking about boosters and all this other stuff, then you have to look at how that rocks and rolls when it comes to the funding, when it comes to the funding and, and where, where the funding is coming from. Yeah. And so now with the with, with the change in society and all these other things, the, the connection with the corporations and all these other things, because, you know, people pay for their people. Right. Right. You know, yeah, like yeah. when they were if I'm a, if I'm a Rockefeller, where did my chair go? I'm going to pay. I'm going to connect, create connections or where, where the, relationships right. with those. And so. And, and and how we look at it now they we were training people to be teachers and now as we're changing and those schools are evolving you get to see a lot a lot of great connections because like people don't even realize Morgan Morgan State is a, a research two institution which really, is like really, what does that mean when it, when you say research two institution well it talks about the academic rigor 
right? right. So, so it's only a R1, which means a research one is the top, right? So it's, it's really extremely rigorous and academically uh, respected institution, you Got know? It. Got it. But it How takes long... a lot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You said it takes oh, a, what you were saying was really important. Well, it takes a lot of things to, to work in. Like we do need bigger boosters and to donate and to give back to our own. Right. But we also need the companies and corporations to create those relationships. And that's the only you way know? that we can see an increase in the funding over the next couple of years or so. Correct. Yeah. Well, increase of funding, but also increase the talent base. Got it. You know, and in order to be because able if, to get those get those top athletes to go to those schools. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and then and then also now with the recognition opening up, getting those top athletes to come, it's it's a thought process, right? Because one thing that, that Dion said on his 60 minutes interview, and I don't think people understood it at a different level. They was like Dion said, um college HBCUs didn't recruit me. And a lot of athletes at that time will say the same thing. Because right, they thought they wasn't, wasn't going to be able to serve them, uh, serve them any good. Was that the reason they didn't recruit them? Well, that's, that's the narrative people want to say. But okay. there's also another part. If I'm an HBCU coach and I walk into your locker room to get Deion Sanders, are you going to allow me to really speak to Deion? Or are you going to allow me to speak to the second or third guy on the depth chart if Florida State is calling Deion? Got it, got it, got right? it. Right? And especially when it when the coaches – don't necessarily look like us, they might not understand the importance of the significance of that HBCU coming to talk to Dion. Or, but I'm going to give you my scrubs. Right. Or even if they do, that's also a reason why they, they don't allow that to happen in many instances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, long have you it, been with, how long have you been with HBCU game day? Well, I've been with HBCU game day about two years now. Mm-hmm. And it was a blessing, man. Serendipity and a blessing. Why do you, you say that? Because, like, um. So I've been a filmmaker for a little while and I've been shooting and literally uh, my friend, my co- I, I, I was a running back in college. So I played okay. three sports in college. We could talk about that later. But um, he, my friend, my teammate in college was shooting HBCUs in Atlanta and all around. So I said, can I just do some photography for the games? So I end up going to That's the MEAC media day and I ran into this guy, Wally Pitt, and he held the elevator for me. And we start talking and chopping it up, and me and him built a, a little friendship. He let me, he gave me a couple tryouts, and uh, I've been shooting with him and for him ever since. Man, it's been a, truly a blessing. How, has it expanded? Has it expanded your perception of what HBCUs from where it is now, what it can be in the future? Knowing that you've come from Ch- Cheney, you've come from a college, and and you've played, and now you're now you're a filmmaker, and you and you're still a, an educator. All that combined with everything that you've done, do you have a vision of how far this can be or how much better it can be and how? Well, I've always had that vision, right? And I can, and, and I'm deeper. I know I talk like I was an HBCU athlete, right? Yes. And you see, there's a war, there's a little plaque in the back, right? Uh-huh. At, yeah. at, I'm in the Hall of Fame at Cheney for three sports. So three, I've seen what we sports. do hey, football, football, wrestling, and track. Got it. And um, our team, at Cheney University, which very people even know about, we were ranked in the top 15 in the country two years in a row in Division II wrestling. Um, I, went to, I went to nationals four years in a row. So you talk about a little school that nobody hears about that can compete on that level. So I know what we can do if we're, if we're at least given the opportunity or the athletes get there. 
right? Yeah. It's just a matter of the athletes getting there, the mindset changing. And once the mindset changes on the outside, that also puts pressure for things to change on the inside. Because a lot of times when people complain about HBCUs, it's infrastructure. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's customer service or they don't have this or they don't have that. But um, if, if my enrollment changes, that means more money comes in. If I get 2,000 people instead of 1,000, you know, that's a different number I can play with, different budget, all these other things. And so I really believe that um, I believe it can go as high as we allow it to go. We're talking to Jacoby Simmons, HBCU game day. Now, what are the prospects looking to go to the NFL after this season? Who are a couple of the top prospects you think will make that move over to the NFL? Oh, there's there's a few. Um, I don't have all the numbers, all right. the names. I right, stick. Right. I normally stick in the MIAC. I'm a, I'm a, everybody talks about the SWAC, but I love the MIAC. I'm a MIAC guy. Okay. Um, there's a guy uh, that I just, I'm having a brain fart. He plays South Carolina State wide receiver. Okay. Uh, Shaq Davis. As you was mentioning. Uh, right. Yeah, Shaq Davis, he's a monster. He's a big receiver. He can go deep. Um, there's another one. I'm, I think he's a senior. Jadakiss Bonds out of Hampton. Uh, Shaq Davis is from South Carolina State. Okay. Jadakiss Bonds is out of Hampton. Um, there's a few more. That, well, there's one. He's a sophomore, though, but he, he's leading the Division two, And uh, running back, uh, Jada Byers, he's leading the nation in, in rushing, and he's at Virginia Union. Uh, I mean, there's, there's – there's, I'm trying to think of some more – oh, Jablonski Green out of South Carolina State. Yeah, I heard about Jablonski Green. What position does he play? Defensive line. I think uh-huh. he's an end. Okay. Right. And then you got right. Isaiah Land, who's been playing defensive end. Like he was a, uh, he won the uh, defensive player of the year for Division Two football last year. So like I'm a MEAC guy. I stick to the East Coast, um, and really that's where I, I rock and roll. There's another defensive back. Oh, a defensive lineman for Dell State. Like Dell State is playing some good football this year. I'm hoping they can keep it up. Um. It's I'm amazing. enjoying the fact that I can watch some HBCU games like on oh, the weekends yeah. now. And, and like I stumbled upon it by accident a couple of weeks, weekends ago because we've been doing oh. these series. So it's yeah. like, you know, right away I'm going, HBCU, Fayetteville, oh, sh-. and I and I, yeah. I started bugging. And I texted him to let him know, tested our producer, Jason. Let him, you know, there's a couple of games on this weekend, man. And I'm it, but, excited about that. How long has that been going on? That's been going on for a while, but you got to dig into ESPNU. You yeah, had to dig in the ESPN Plus. And then there was another another side channel here that it was on as well. Yeah, uh, oh, had, HBCU Go with Byron yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah. Byron yeah. Allen is getting that going. Yeah, yeah. He's got that, he's got the whole networking all up. And and, yeah. and and it's exciting to see that, especially for when I was a kid in the 70s and the early 80s, we weren't getting it like that. So we didn't know nah. anything about it. I didn't really get hip to uh the football games and the excitement of it in 1971, 72 during the years of Grambling State and, and mm-hmm. the football games at Yankee Stadium because my yeah. relative that was um that was at, at Grambling and the and the marching bands and the and the girls in the marching bands and it made yeah. me want to go to HBCU, which I didn't, yeah. but it but it did. But we didn't we were not exposed to that. But mm-hmm. you, when I went down south to see my cousins in Jacksonville and they started talking about it. You start hanging out with them. It was like, I yeah. can't this shit at home. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, but it wasn't far from you. Yeah. Like it, I went to Cheney. Man, I, right. I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Right. Right. My my all the people in my family went to Lincoln. And I only went to Cheney because of wrestling. So I didn't get hip HBC. To, I didn't get hit to the Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania connect. 
I went to uh, Philadelphia in 1982 to put a radio station on the air, Power 99 FM. And, yeah. and that's when I got hip to it because I started doing gigs at Cheney in a couple of places. And I was okay. like, oh, all right. Yeah, I got it. So he must have put you in the body shop. If anybody know about Cheney, they're going to tell you about the body shop. Yeah, that's, 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 that's deep. But I love it. I love it, man. It's, 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 I think it's a great period for for black youth, especially African-American yeah. youth right now who um, have talent, but it gets squandered because they try to go to colleges that don't really, and that don't really appreciate the way they play. Like they, you know, they may yeah. play, have a certain style of play and they go to colleges where they, they change their style of play and, and they scare them away with the idea of the academics, but the academics are always going to be important. But I think there's a comfort level for some students when they attend an HBCU. Do you agree? Oh, you, oh, you, 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 you hit the, hit the nail on the head. And there's another level that, most HBCUs understand their place and they teach you about, like for me, it saved me. It taught me, it taught me my place in the world with pride and expectation. And it helped me to the highest standard regardless. And it was one place that I, it was one place for everything that I've been through in my whole life that I knew I was being judged on my merit, you know, because you know, like, and it's, it's, I don't want to get into like all the racism and all that stuff, but oh, you know, but sometimes, it's be, but it's true. Yeah. Sometimes you walk in the room and you looked at it and they're, and, and you're based off your looks instead of what you have to say and what's in your head before they get a chance to have a conversation with you. Or, yeah. or you don't even know. It's almost like being bipolar. Is right. he like that because I'm not good or because I'm black or because right. he's a jerk? Right. Right. right? So you got to process all that at before the same you time. really, but in that classroom and that, like, I'm, I, I tell a story. Um, I was a teacher. I graduated. I'm still a teacher. I graduated. I'm an education major. I didn't wear a tie one day. And they made me make up that whole day. Because I didn't wear a tie and it was an expectation of professionalism. Mm. Right. Mm. And so when I went into the workforce, um, I'm a little bit different now as I but when I went into the first workforce, I dressed as a teacher every day with slacks, uh, Oxford shirt and a tie and shoes. Perception. I didn't walk in with sneakers Perception. or anything. Yeah, and, and I carried myself as an educator from Cheney University. And that's how I was supposed to carry myself with one pride, two class and two and three excellence. And so that was my, that's, you know, my friends who went to Westchester or some other universities, mm-hmm. they didn't have that same expectation put on. Right. Right. And that's, and that's, that, that, that comes with the territory. If you're going to be, mm-hmm. if you're going to be at that level, then it's about having that pride. It is about being able to be in that position so that you can also help to teach the next you mm-hmm. coming up behind you that this is the way you're supposed to roll when we're in that position. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. I mean, I will trade that experience with no one. That's mine and mine alone. Now I'll, I'll share, but I won't uh, give it up. You'll never I give it up. It. You never, you never go back to say if you had to do it again. That's the one thing you did. We wouldn't want to do again because I'm sure that it's carried you a long way in terms of yeah. being able, not so much for for your bosses, for your the folks that you work under, but for the students that you inspire. Oh yeah, because they see that and now they know there's a certain way to move. I mean, my dad was always about you know if you're going here, you got to do this, and you know doing being a baby boomer intersecting through the eighties, going into the nineties, the dress code, everything changed. Right. Yeah. So it was like, if you were formal, it was no longer where you had to wear a tie or you had to wear the wing yeah. tips or whatever. You can come with the suit 
and the suit may not be maybe ill fitting, ill fitted. Yeah. And Pops is like, like you going with that on, man? Uh, uh-uh, uh, put the other pile. No damn shoes it now nah, put these on put this tie on and go and get it and you realize yeah. to your point that when they see when they see that uniform basically the conversation is a lot easier it flows like i hate to say it no, but, but it does mm-hmm. and and it's easier for those that you thought you were dressing down for to get them to understand you like they, mm-hmm. they understand and respect you more when you have that tie and, and you have that outfit on. And yeah. it's like, yeah, they, they see you out and you're having a good time. Then the respect kicks up another level because, they, oh, he's really down. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It does definitely change that. Who have you but, got? Um, who, have you, who are you looking at this weekend? It's going to be a busy weekend in homecoming games. I mean, we got Howard, the Delaware State, Johnson C. Smith, Fayetteville, Allen University. And, of course, you know, the big talk, Michael Strahan is there, Jackson State and Cal. I think they're playing Campbell t- this weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a barn burner. That's going to be – Campbell is a big, physical, aggressive team, and they, they like to play with pace and speed. And Jackson State is um is a team that's big, physical, and plays with pace with the skilled players. Um, Mike Mentor is a, is a cornerback from the NFL. Okay. Coach at Campbell, you know, Deion Sanders cornerback from the NFL coach that uh I mean played it um is coaching now so like it's it's and played it's, multi- it's, and played multiple sports right he yeah he played football did the playoffs it was a super super bowl and then went to back to the world series yeah. right man he's an OG and and I'm going to do something different um what's that so we're, we're covering we're covering Howard versus Dell State which is an interesting game okay because De- Howard has an offense that can be explosive. So if they can get their offense going, it might be interesting. They did their, but thing, here. State, they did their thing here a couple of weeks ago at Yankee Stadium. That, I mean, at the Meadowlands, that's for sure. Yeah, I was at the game. Okay. And um, and uh, and Dell State has a very tough, hard-nosed defense. But um, I'm going to be there. Strong offense, strong D against a strong defense. Yeah, who's, who's gonna who's gonna be the victors? That's 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 gonna be that's gonna be the game to watch. Yep, I'm um, I'm actually going to watch Jada Byers play at Lincoln University. Okay, who's a Division Two, um, rushing. Uh, he's rushing leader this year in Division Two. I think he's averaged over like 180, close to 200 yards a game somewhere. I could be off. Don't quote me. Um, uh, I'm going to see him. And Lincoln is. Lincoln started their program a few years ago, and they've been the bottom of the CIAA. So but they got this quarterback. But they got this quarterback, so he might make it interesting. I don't know if they'll win, but he might make it interesting. And they're built, and they're building, they're building on the culture of of, of of for Lincoln State. Lincoln State is building that culture. Yeah. Is it true yeah. that it's it takes more when you're talking about these teams and you and you're at all these games and you played and you're there? It takes more than just having athletes who have the abilities that it's about getting folks to, to move as a team, the culture of the team is like, you, you know, you mentioned what's happening yeah. at that. It's the, is it the culture of the team or as they do now in baseball and other places where you buy the athletes and then you sit and you wait for success. Is it true that it's about the culture that, yes. that instills the winning over a period of time? Well, it depends, you know, like, it's a combination of both, right? Because you need players. You need athletes, right? But how do you build those men? Mm-hmm. How do you um, forge those relationships and then create that swag? Like, mm-hmm. so when you sit, when I go to all these games, right, you watch the teams with confidence. You know, like I was at the Bowie State-Virginia Union game. Virginia okay. Union is currently ranked eighth in the country, right? Okay. And so people are talking about Jackson State. 
but we got another HBCU in the top 10 in Division II football on the East Coast, in the Northeast. Right. We ain't talking about them, Virginia Union. Virginia but Union. They got swag, man, and, and they played Bowie, and it was a tough game. It was an overtime game, but you could see the confidence level, and that comes from the coach. That comes from how he builds and organizes the players. And so, like, I love what Dion's doing, right? But there's a million – I shouldn't say a million, but there's a bunch of coaches and some that HBCU been, that football. That have been doing it for decades. But they don't have the cachet and, or – or the or the or the platform to say it. So I don't want to like I'm never going to disrespect the OG. He's been doing no, his thing. Never, but I'm no. watching these other men, these other great coaches build these units, build these men, and um, doing some fantastic things in HBCU football. So I do agree the culture that you create along with the athletes. I think culture first because culture bring the athletes. And then when the athletes come, they know at what level they're coming in and what's expected of them and that they're not mm-hmm. just coming in to save the day. You know, it's like this yeah. is like what we get where we get now. I think where it gets where it gets muddled in the pro league where the guy, the, the athlete thinks he's coming in to save the day. Yo, I'm that guy. Give me the ball. I got to make it happen. No, 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 no. You're in the culture, B. You got to wait your turn. Sit over here for a minute and see how things go and, and make yes. that happen. What's your yes. schedule like for this weekend? Let us know well, about we, that. South Carolina State is playing uh, North Carolina Central, which could be the MEAC championship game, people are saying. It's going to be a great game between a uh, a powerhouse in North Carolina Central that's ranked close in the top 30. And okay. South Carolina State, that was the HBCU National Champs last year, who beat Jackson State in the um, Celebration Bowl. I'm going to check out Lincoln and Virginia Union and watch the number eight team in the country do their thing and see what uh, Lincoln can do in this new quarterback that they have. We're going to be checking out Howard. Everybody needs to go to Howard Homecoming at least once. Man, you know Howard what I mean? Homecoming is so amped. I went down with Fly Ty from uh, from Cold Chilling Records. I worked for Cold Chilling Records for a minute. He used to ma- manage Mr. Magic. Uh, one okay. of the first class to get the hip-hop popping up here. And we went down. It must have been like 90-something or something. And woo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best when, places on the that planet. Was when, that was when D.C. was still, still had a little bit of Chocolate City in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. man, Jacoby, it's a pleasure meeting you and talking Same to here, you. Man. And, and for me, it's been um, a reintroduction to HBCU football um, because it's always been in, in my eyesight, but to be involved in 100% because, as I say, I hadn't had the ability to see it on TV enough to really mm-hmm. know that much about it but you know you have family members and we talk about it and then you peep in and you look it up and now with social media with you know with the internet you can catch any game you want to catch it may be delayed yeah. from the work that you guys do you know yeah. yeah thank you so much for your input thank you so much for all that you do and and continuing oh, welcome, and continuing to teach and continuing to to to, to drive home the culture to make it better for athletes to not only be great great athletes but to be great human beings in, in this world that we live in, because it gives us, it gives them the ability to know that there's more than life. The whole, whole idea about the game, I and mean, we use this loosely, uh, it's all a game and it comes off a very flippant and everything else. But understanding the rules of the game is what allows you to soar. It's when you don't understand the rules of the game and you play it that you fall off. In order to yeah. get over and stay over, you have to understand the rules of the game and play your position. Yeah. <laughs> Your brother, so your brother Jacoby Simmons from HBCU Game Day. I'm Fred Bugsy Bugs with Captains and Majors. How can they get in contact with you, your email information, your social media? 
Oh, you can hit me up, man. It's Kobe Vision um, on Instagram, HBCU Game Day, uh, Kobe Simmons at HBCUGameDay.com. You can check out all my work on HBCU Game Day at YouTube or um, HBCUGameDay.com because we're more than just videos. We're a complete HBCU platform with articles. We got podcasting and we got our YouTube videos with a bunch of shows related around HBCU football, man. I watched a couple we of love YouTube it. videos too. It's so, so amazing. So amazing. Thank you. Hey, thank, thank you so much for this, this lesson. And I'll be tapping you up a few more times to get more. Thank you so much for the lessons. Thank you so much for taking time out to discuss this with us. Once again, Jacoby Simmons, HBCU game day. It's a pleasure meeting you, man. Thank you, brother. Same here. Thank you very much, Yo, Jacoby. Man, thanks Appreciate a lot, Jacoby, you. man. It's like you put me on oh, things I didn't even know about. Man. I was straight dumb just now. You know, uh-huh. you, yeah, man. I appreciate that, man. No problem. I'm learning. I'm still young in the game, man. They, I sit oh. with the OGs, man, and they well, got you never, knowledge. You know, you never stop learning. Every day say when you stop yeah. learning, it's time to lay down. <laughs> that's it. It's over. You know? I know that's right. Hey, it's Jason Peters, the producer of Captains and Majors. I'm sitting here with the CEO and founder of OroCash, Silton Collymore. How are you doing? I am great. I'd like to thank you all for bringing us on today. This is a great opportunity. So I just wanted to ask people at the beginning of this episode, they heard the ad for OroCash. What exactly is OroCash? OroCash is basically the cash app for black people but it does so much more Have you ever been in a situation where you're using your cash app and you're trying to send someone who's overseas when they get back from wherever they went that's when they'll get the money if you use oro cash someone can be in the caribbean latin america south america africa and you can send them money account to account directly and it's easy Okay, um, why should people sign up for OroCash? The word Oro means gold in Spanish, and in Yoruba it means wealth. So this is one of the few times in history where black and brown people have the opportunity, we have the knowledge, insight, experience, and the technical ability to recreate your own future from scratch. OroCash is banking for you, by you. We have some of the most skilled people in the industry of finance, law, technology, having experience with money and what money means to people's financial sovereignty. We're different because we're built for you. We're different because we're built by you. Use OroCash, check it out. And in the coming months, you'll see we'll give you even more of what you always desired from your banking app. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for sponsoring Captains and Majors and for choosing to work with Hot 97. Shout out to OroCash. And, and thank you so much. Made hot by OroCash. <laughs>